What's up and welcome to Wait Hold Up Podcast with Jessica Molina and Yarel Ramos. Each week, tune in as we have unfiltered conversations about careers, relationships, wellness, feminism, and of course, we'll often be joined by guests you either know or should know who will share their humor, knowledge, and their very own Wait Hold Up moments with us. Here at Wait Hold Up, we want you to feel like you found your crew, your girls who you can do life with. Listen, it's a crazy world out there and we can all use some help in our efforts to live our best lives. We don't have all the answers, but we're down to figure it out together. Thanks for listening. Here's our latest episode of Wait, Wait Hold Up. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Wait Holds Up. I'm Jessica. I'm Yarel. And we are very, very happy for you to join us. We're pumped today. Oh, yes. We uh, have missed y'all, that's for sure. And we are super happy to be here. We're very excited, you know, Fall is upon us. Damn. Summer is gone. We oh. don't know when that happens. <laughs> um, if you're in LA, you're probably like, nah, it's still warm and I'm, right. I feel you. It's still 80s. It is. It so is. It still feels like summer. It's, it does. And I'm very excited because I'm going to be going to the East Coast in a few weeks. So I'm going to get some crunchy leaves oh, in yes. my life. Yes. If you grew up in the Northeast or DC or wherever you experience a real fall in the Bay Area, you know Chicago. what that crunchy leaf oh. life is all about. I think, I think that's like my favorite time to go to New York for sure, the fall. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's just when it's, yeah, that crunchiness. It's not too cold. It's not snowing it's just yet. It's like breezy. It's like great sweater weather. Yeah. I feel like you get to wear all your dope like outer jacket gear. It's boot game. It's just like fly, flyness. It's flyness. like I love the fashion. I love the weather. It makes me really, really happy. So. I'm excited to do that. That's fun. Yes. What about you? I I get to do a lot of traveling in the next few weeks. So I'm kind of excited for that. I'm actually not going to anywhere that's going to be crispy and cold. I'm going to Florida and then I'm going to Nashville. So that's going to be, the weather is supposed to be like in the 90s. So that's going to be very interesting. Oh, great. So it's basically going to be like you're in Southern California. Yeah, pretty much. So, you know, I'm just excited to (laughs) to get out of LA and just really disconnect from like the craziness. It's definitely been a very interesting intro to fall, um, end of summer. You know, if we want to put it in that category, I've been... It's so much going on at work, so much going on with life. I'm a tia. Have oh, a niece. Yes. Yeah. She so, has a baby niece. I know. So I'm a titi now, and I'm so excited. She's beautiful. I guess you don't, you know, people talk about it, like mm-hmm. even, you know, when they have kids and they're like, it's life changing, which I'm sure it is. And then you talk to other friends and it's like, no, when you're, you're going to experience some other kind of love with your nephews and nieces. And I was just like, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. I have so many God kids that I've experienced it many times. Yeah. But I, it's, it's really, it's really, really crazy That's just to have so been cool. there for the birth and have experienced like her pregnancy and now like seeing her, like, it's just insane it's it's like a, something so i can you know you can't really explain it yeah. but um just super excited super happy just really nice family time right now did it make your ovaries do backflips um i was just kind of like uh, do i really want to go through this <laughs> <laughs> like for real um although my, I feel that. my I feel that. sister-in-law had a really nice birth really easy so what i mean delivery because that's like the, i mean from what it was pretty easy like 
from what she says and from what she tells us that she felt and experienced, it wasn't traumatic. Mm. Like even my mom was like, mm, nothing, tranquila. I'm like, what? what? Yo, God, yeah. Yeah. Lord, baby Jesus, give me tranquila when sure. I have For to sure. give birth. Because I think it's like, the more that I hear about it, see it, whatever, and people describe it, I'm just like, your body does what? And yeah. it moves how? And your back feels, and your hips never feel the same. And ooh, like, it's just, it's not, it's not hot. It's yeah. not hot. I mean, thank God you love those things, yeah. babies, For sure. so much. And then you, you realize too the the toll it takes on a woman, right? First, Mm. carrying a baby for nine months, what it does to your body, what it does to your emotions, to your hormones. And then all of a sudden, you have the baby and there's still like a lot of residue of what you've been carrying. And then now you have, I mean, I don't know how it is for you, but with Mexicans, they strap you on a, with a faja. Like my my sister-in-law still has a faja for like, I don't know how many days after, 40 days. Uh, Because you- Is that even like, that's not safe. I, I, I don't know. It's literally like, Faha, she has to do these things for her vagina. Like and Kegel exercise? Yeah, like all these things. And then taking care of a baby and then breastfeeding. And uh, I'm just like, yeah, of course. It's hard. It takes I a toll like on a woman. so many moms listening to us who are like, it's fine, ladies. You just figure it out. You get it together. And like, sorry, guys. We're just clearly not moms. We're not there yet. And mm-hmm. we're just terrified. But, but-, but, it, but I'm also, oh, I also have a crazy admiration now for moms that do it on their own. Like, you know, that don't have any help, that don't have a nanny, that don't have mother-in-laws to come to the rescue. It is real. Uh, Honestly, seeing my sister with my nephew um, made me realize, like, especially how much admiration I have for single moms. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Um, It's just insane when you think about all the responsibilities and the women that I know who have like been single moms put themselves through college held down a full-time job or two and then still been like incredible mothers to their children or child it is bananas so this didn't wasn't intended to but like this is like we salute you moms (laughs) out there like if you're holding it down just living life had a baby God bless you. Yes. God yes. bless you. Blessings and your way. Blessings and your way. And I hope that somebody treats you really, 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 really great today, this week, this month, and this year. Boom. The end. That's for sure. <laughs> I also want to just like shamelessly plug the fact that we were featured in Oprah Mag. Uh, hey. Along with 19 other bomb Spanish and Latinx podcasts for some of the best podcasts to listen to. In for the laughing genre. and learning. I love that. Like, yeah. I was like, that's adorable. We're funny. I guess. <laughs> I'm like, even as you said, I'm like, are we? But like, yeah, yeah right. we can be. We can be. Even if we just laugh at ourselves. Yeah. Um, so that was really, really beautiful. And just like a nice, a nice surprise. And it's, I, and no it's out of nowhere. It was, it was out of nowhere too because... We don't have like a PR team. We don't have yeah. we don't have a team at all. Everything <laughs> it's that it's everything that you see and everything that happens is done somehow, some way through us pulling together. You know, we reach out to our guests. We record these episodes. Jess has been the one that's editing them. Like it's just really us. All the social is us. It's not anybody helping yeah. us out. So it is a lot of work. So I think that was a rewarding part of it for like this writer that wrote a beautiful even description of us like how we talk with a lot of candor and how it's like it's different topics from toxic relationships immigration reform and i'm like damn like people see us and that's That's, yeah it was beautiful it really really is and you know and that's I love the fact that people see us because I think this show is all about us seeing other individuals and shining that spotlight on 
the stories that we really think need to be told and the people that we think that y'all need to know. And our guest today is of no exception. She's absolutely a remarkable human being and she's done so, so much. And we can't wait for y'all to get to know her. Today, we have Carly Enriquez. She's a versatile Latina with 15 years of experience in the entertainment industry. In 2017, Forbes, that's right, Forbes, Forbes. y'all, featured Carly and titled her one of music and lifestyle culture's insiders. With her charm and brilliant knack for social media and technology, she has taken over LA, soon to be the world, and she's currently the co-founder of No Alias, a talent and tour management company. And we are so excited to have her. Carly, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Welcome. We've been like trying to get to you to come by for so long already that it feels like, yeah, finally she's here. I'm here and I'm ready uh, to talk to you guys. Why do I feel so nervous? You were just talking for an hour. I feel like all of a sudden the microphone's on and everything's changed. Yeah. It's I not feel like even here. I know, it's but I feel like here. there's people listening now and, you know, there's a layer of a. Uh, security that we I, that is very true yeah. that is very true this is not the nda conversation <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that we just had yes, right, exactly right. so but i mean your background is radio so right like having this world first of all how did you ever get comfortable and used to it because when we meet people and they're like oh my god i love your show i'm like people are listening yeah my, like right. that's a whole nother you forget yeah when we were setting up you took the headphones right away you're like yep i need them like ready, yeah. ready into that mo- like mode yeah. like radio speaking mode yeah i think i miss broadcasting i i miss being in that environment i think radio definitely was the played a big part on me stepping into the entertainment media world mm-hmm. i had the opportunity to be at iHeartMedia. Uh, for 10 years. Wow. Which is crazy. That's a long time. It's, girl, it's a decade. I was there an entire decade. Doing different, like working different, different positions. Different positions. Started as a street teamer, which by the way, I faxed in my resume. Okay. Yeah. Cute. All right. <laughs> Vintage and moment of the yeah. day. Shout out to Tony Castaneda, the one Latino running the street team hire program, who picked up my resume from the pile from the fax machine, brought me in and interviewed me. And that's how it all started from that street team job. My parents didn't allow me to apply for Power 106 because es la música para cholos, you know, like, mm-hmm. no, you could only go to the Kiss FM pop like music station. Like our hot 97. Yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly. Yep. So um, it was a really cool experience to just start there because that's like the groundwork, putting tents together putting posters on trees, yep. <laughs> promoting artists that you don't know, handing out CDs. <laughs> so those are circular Handing out CDs, stickers. I was there when Rick Dees was still on the morning show before Ryan Seacrest. And Rick Dees became such a legendary personality for Los Angeles that it was an honor just to be part of that part of my world, right? Like broadcasting world. Like being there. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. seeing the transition. I saw how hard it is to become on-air personality. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's just handed to you. You really do work for it. I auditioned against 13 girls. Oh, wow. To get a call-in girl position. That sounds crazy. Call-in girl. Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) so you move from radio to call. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Why'd you go backwards? (laughs) So doing call-ins from different locations um, with a stuntman. 
Okay, wait, I'm sorry. Wait, what yeah, exactly yeah. is a calling right, girl? Right. So that went from auditioning, right, against 13 girls. Yeah. Getting the spot, filling in the spot of this girl that was now going to go do mornings in San Diego. Yeah. What she was doing for the number two market in the nation is huge. A call-in girl. Like, you've made it. Yes. So now I was Carly from the block. And I was on the streets doing call-ins from my phone to the radio station ah, okay. that then gets broadcasted yeah. all so over Los like, Angeles. Hey, like, Carly's at, you know, the corner of so-and-so at this spot. What's going on? Right. But That's it was a, girl, a lot of acting involved mm -hmm. during our show. Because Fat Daniel, my co-host, was always up to something, right? He was always up to dressing up in drag. And <laughs> oh my, wait, I feel so deceived because <laughs> for us it was Z100. And I remember listening to, I guess now, the call-in guy. And he always was doing some antic. And I, I guess at the, the time, trick. as you're yeah, getting ready for high school, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? You're not even thinking about it. it's fake. You're like, oh my God, what, oh an my idiot. God, what, what is that? What is that? Right, exactly. <laughs> like the noises. And we would go to haunted houses in the middle of Highland Park. We went to a cemetery once. And I don't know if you know who this is. Uh, what's Britney's first ex husband's name? Kevin. Kevin. Better. Yes. Better lines. We wow, went how do on, I know that? We went, know. <laughs> we went on air this with him. This is a 90s, ba yeah, uh, 80s baby Kevin. show. <laughs> early 2000s show. Right? We went to a cemetery with him on Halloween night with a Ouija board and played on the Ouija board. Why? Why would you do These that? These are the things our main host, JoJo mm. on the radio, would have us do. But it was fun, guys. Mm. I was young. It yeah. made sense. I did that for five years. Got to my peak. Yeah. My peak would have to be then corresponding on the red carpets for Ryan Seacrest, mm -hmm. which was really cool. And but it wasn't for me. Yeah. Right. Like I didn't want to wait another 10 years to get a spot for the morning but did show. But did you want to be like on radio? Did you grow up? Where was? Of course. I yeah. definitely wanted to step into the entertainment world, but I didn't know what. Right. Mm -hmm. I interned at CBS. I interned at iHeartMedia and I wasn't sure if it was TV I wanted to step into or radio. Music's my heart and soul. Yeah. Music just heals me in so many ways that that's when I knew I needed to just kind of focus in broadcasting. But I saw the people around me and I saw their career paths and I was like, I don't want to wait 10 years for you to give me, mm -hmm. you know, to pass the baton. a morning yeah, yeah. show girl position so right. I could wake up at four in the morning and, you know, no shade, no tea. That, if that's your path, that's your path. But yeah. I knew spending so much time there that it wasn't for me. Totally. So I left. Okay. Yeah. Where was, where did Carly from the block? Was that, <laughs> that was around Jenny from the block yeah, time. They wanted me to be Carly Caliente. Mm. Mm. Okay. And I was like, what the fuck? Like. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Okay, because wait, that's not me at no. all. But that's not like 99.9% .9 of Latinas. Yeah. But and in that 2008, is... just when you were on Mundos, when I was on MTV3, you're kind of being told and molded into what they thought was. Yes. It's like, oh, you're, you're the Latina, well, you're Carly Caliente. It goes, it yeah, flows, like, perfect. What's the problem? Yeah. And I literally remember being so afraid to say, sorry, guys, but I just can't. <laughs> Carly Caliente. I love Jennifer Lopez. Like, is there something there? You yeah. know, is there off of a song? And thank God the producer kind of was like, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, let's let's think of something from the block. Oh, 
Car- Carly from the block. And I was like, all right, cool. Perfect. Let's run with it. Better than Better waiting than Carly for the Carly. Yeah, yeah and, and the I love Jayla. Yeah. 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 Right? Like, we, oh all love, we all love right. Jayla. Like, right. I was like, that's Anything joke. associated with her, we're like, yes. The yes. only problem is, is that now when I first met Jennifer Lopez and I interviewed her, she immediately was like, who is this creepy girl calling herself Carly <laughs> from the block? But it was a good encounter. So, right. like, yeah, it wasn't like creepy stalker, you know, name. And then you landed this show, too, I remember, that was Carly California. That was adorable. Okay, guys, she just made a very cringy face. All love to the producers. I'm sure they, you know, okay, so. (laughs) So it was on MTV Tres, right? Do you remember? I do. I totally remember MTV Tres. They went hard in New York and in Mm -hmm. L.A. on. The Latino experience. Campaigning and trying to become a voice. And I think it was ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah, it was ahead of its time. I think it would work now. Yeah, It would work now if it was done right Right. by the people that understand the culture and what we're about and speak our language. But at that time, I did have some, you know, Latin producers that were involved with the project. But I still feel that it wasn't me. 100%. 100%. It was maybe 60% me, 50% me, yeah. 50% them on what I said, what I wore. Who you had on the show, too. Who yeah. I had on the show, yeah. which is whoever could do it because they didn't understand what MTV Tres was. Like, what do you mean MTV Tres? You know, it was like the super baby of right. Viacom because right. you had MTV, you had MTV2, you had MTVU. Then a random MTV Tres. And then you also had MTV Latin, which is Latin America. Right. Which is a whole different conversation. So it was a battle for the producers to allow managers to understand what that meant. But we we got great. I mean, I went pole dancing with Kim Kardashian. I remember that. Um, I remember that show. Chris Jenner brought her. No, no, no. I'm Never going do that. To, yeah. <laughs> you will not find it anywhere. <laughs> well, actually, you might. <laughs> but I went um, pole dancing with Kim Kardashian because Ryan Seacrest interviewed me for his morning show. And that's big for Ryan yeah. to interview you about your show. But the exchange was that, well, I'm starting a show. It's called Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I'd love for you to feature oh my, my talent, gosh. Kim Kardashian. Yeah. And I said, sure and i knew at that time she was i we all know she's a porn star and um it was a a little uncomfortable because our audience did not know who this middle eastern woman was aside from what we all know yeah she did but it happened and it was awkward (laughs) (laughs) but i get it we have to kind of do things yeah and i just it was an interesting time in my life but like okay so I think all of us have interviewed celebrities and we've been in that world and you know how manufactured that experience Mm -hmm. can really be, right? And how there's like an agenda that their people are always pushing and so the questions you really want to ask, you can't ask. The conversations you think are most important to have, people are trying to like shy away from. So now in your role, do you feel like you had to step away from that so you could actually get to the meat and like the authenticity that you had that I'm assuming that you were longing for that I was craving yeah I think when the show ended they had me on board for another like maybe five years Mm -hmm. where I was still doing red carpets and they were allowing me to have and build my own voice they were allowing me to 
speak on things that I thought were important on pop culture on those carpets, which is rare, right? And I think the departure from California to just being a host correspondent, they saw that, wow, we should have, we should have allowed her to produce more segments or allowed her to be part of what we were trying to build. Mm -hmm. Maybe it could have worked out then, Yeah, you know? But it needed to happen. That rough separation needed to happen in order for them to realize that. And I think that happens a lot now. Yeah. I mean, until they fail, they'll understand where the mistakes happened. Yeah. Totally. But I do think that now because of social media, because it wasn't really a thing like when you were doing your show. And I mean, I think now because of social media, it's also like you have another audience that's holding you accountable. That like, if you're just doing the fluff, if you're just doing the BS, they're kind of like, no, 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 no. Like, we want more. There's like, now it's like an expectation. Like, you've got to give us more. And I even think that the artists or or actors or whomever that allow for us to see some of like their flaws, quote unquote, or just something that feels like a little bit more natural. Those are the ones that people connect with. Transparency was not embraced no back then Mm -hmm. it was still very cutter what's expected the box in order for what yeah advertisers to want to pay for commercials on the show yeah point blank yeah Uh, it's a business at the end of the day and i think now the internet has allowed these voices to create their own right and Mm -hmm. now if you want to advertise on Bad Bunny's page, you know what type of content to expect. Yeah. Because he's been so transparent. Absolutely. Back then, that's not something. I mean, we signed our lives away with contracts. Right. You know, like, I couldn't mm-hmm. cut my hair. I, like, things that I thought now were, like, exclusivity. Okay. No. Yeah. no <laughs> that is non-existent. Nothing is exclusive. Unless it's Disney. <laughs> you know, they could have me forever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think it was a different time. For sure. Yeah, I felt so like, I was fearing so many things back then, being part of that. And you were then, fearing? Yeah, because you're part of change. You know, you're part mm. of something new that no one understands or we're trying to talk about, you yeah. know, on television. Tradition, Latin traditions, the family, yeah. part of our culture, how important it is to us, but... We all have different stories. So I, trying to like define it on a show made no sense. We're all different. My friend who was from New York City saw the show once and was like, I didn't understand why you were so happy on the show like all the time. <laughs> she's from the Bronx. <laughs> Shout out to her. And she's right. Yeah. But that's what I was told to do. To do yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Right, right. But then I personally didn't think about the girl in the Bronx in New York Because at 23, I've only gone to New York a handful of times, most of it for work in and out. I didn't know where the Bronx was. I didn't know what LES stood for. I didn't know any of that. And I didn't know many Puerto Rican and Dominican women or or men. So that conversation, that bridge till this day is still not filled. Oh, no. I mean, it's so interesting because when I say I moved here, I've lived in Costa Rica. I felt more of a culture shock when I moved to LA than when I moved to Costa Rica. But I a thousand percent agree with you in the sense that bearing the responsibility of representing a culture is insanely overwhelming. Absolutely. And I think it becomes even scarier when you say, I want to do right by a culture and it gets interpreted as you're trying to be the voice for mm. that culture. Like, right. who are you to even think right. that you yeah, could yeah, do But that. that's not even like you saying that. No. Yeah, other right. people looking at you yeah. and then the saying, you who that do you think you are? Right. 
in right. the people in that room developing my show yes. are the people that I I think there was not enough diversity. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think there was not enough control from those diverse mm. individuals mm. to make the switch right. and get what they wanted to see approved. Yeah. Right. And I also had producers from the East Coast yep. come to LA and try and produce me. Yeah. Right. And yeah. my show about yeah. a girl from LA. Yeah. yeah. That you know, was a problem. Right? Yeah. You know yeah. what's funny that you guys mentioned this because I just keep thinking about when I was at Mundos, I had a show on Mundos. And I, you know, you don't appreciate things until like they're gone or you don't really take them in and like, oh, those were the good old days. Because my experience at Mundos was the opposite. Like, I feel like I was around a lot of people that knew the culture so much that would even called me out on things. I was like, mm, that's, that, that's not really what the community is doing because my show was about Mexican music mm. and Mexican culture. And you see me and it's like, yeah, this Mexican girl from LA, but there's still, there was still a lot of disconnects from like a lot of other places in the country where I would go to yeah. where there were a lot of Mexicans. Like I would be like, oh my gosh, this is another space. Yeah. This is another world. What is going on? So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like in that sense, like things have somewhat, you know, changed in a lot of ways for a lot of people that are doing now content. And like you mentioned, even yeah. being in control of it more than anything before it was like, yeah, this is what you wear. This is how you act. This is because this is how your people act or this is how your people dress and say things. And now it's like, no, I'm like many different layers of awesomeness. And I'm on a lot of different, you know, platforms of things that I enjoy. But going back to you, Carly, I know you've had a very interesting journey since what, 2008, you said. So that's like 10 years of being in this in entertainment, of being in L.A., of doing media and digital and seeing it grow and being at startups and moving in different areas in L.A. What has been the biggest lesson for you throughout these 10 years? Listening to my gut is definitely one that has is one that i now follow more you didn't my, feel like you didn't know i was listening to my leaders and my bosses and thinking that they knew what they were doing with me and they think they knew i thought that they knew that they just were more educated more aware of what was right for me i think that intuition and that gut feeling that you get needs to be listened to and you need to bring awareness to that moment now the moment i feel that something is not for me it's an immediate no and it's hard yeah if you're under payroll right it's hard if you want to become the next yarel right when you're under that powerful umbrella of a network or a broadcasting platform and you are the one brown girl or the one girl in that room you feel like there's pressure on you to be successful i didn't i would have that gut intuition feeling then but i knew i couldn't say no yeah now i say no she knows i say no to everything yeah i i have to in order for me to stay sane Hmm. things come and go all the time yeah especially trends in pop culture like it changes every day like if something's not for you at that very moment and you feel it and your intuition saying to leave just do it 
and create it yourself. I think that's what's special about the internet, which is something you keep bringing up. Mm -hmm. The level of transparency and you being allowed to be candid and yourself on these Mm -hmm. platforms is something we didn't have then. Right. Right. You know, and I think that's really important. It's changed so many industries and so many, you know, the way that people consume just information and content and share information and content. It's changed the way that we now understand culture more. Of course. I follow friends that are from New York. I follow strangers from New York. Yeah. I follow friends that, I follow friends of friends that don't know me. Because if someone that I enjoy is following this person, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy what they're sharing too. Right. I'm sure I'm also going to have something to take away from following them. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Because doesn't the people you follow affect your day in some shape or form? A thousand percent do. I will unfollow in an instant if I just realize this is not bringing anything to my life. Does it bring you joy? Does it bring me joy? (laughs) Listen, Marie Kondo. Do we, do we, I mean, does it happen to you guys? How you guys go through your, the people that you follow? Are you kidding me? I mean, yeah, because it's, I've been going through it so much. How many people do you follow? I don't know. Sometimes too much. I feel like sometimes too many people. Don't do that. Is there like a, you get nothing like, out of it? The point of following a person on social media is because you're gaining something from their their way of thinking, their way they see life, the things that they like to share, mm-hmm. their personalities, their character, which in everything that we do and the internet being such a big part of our lives, it needs to be cleaned up and Absolutely. reset as much. Every quarter, girl. Let's reset yeah, that follow. Yeah, we gotta clean. We gotta yeah. do a clean. Yes, up. when you're doing your little bathroom break in the morning, yeah. you just do a, a clean, clean up. A clean, yes. clean up. No, because I do it randomly. Like all of a sudden, I'm just like, oh, this person's just not vibing with me right, right now. Or, I just don't like what they posted or right. they shared. But I hear it so much from other people. Like I'm constantly cleaning. Yeah. Now yeah. you have mute story, mute posts, or mute yes. timeline or something. If you feel like you can't unfollow them because of multiple reasons. Right. Porque son um, familia. Right. <laughs> exactly. Which is usually... Or they'll call the, you out. Like, hey, you unfollowed me. Or those comments <laughs> that come through for no reason. Always family, right? The deep comments. Um, <laughs> just mute them. Mm. They won't know. Yeah. Okay. Just mute them. No, like that's or it's like necessary. remove them, right? Yes, yes. And you know, it's interesting because when you talk about accessibility now and also the internet, I always say when girls come up to me, I feel like lately it's been a lot around marketing. And I'm like, and you know, and they're at that stage where it's like early 20s and they're sort of like, what's the next step? I'm always like, what's the brand that you love that you follow on Instagram that you can intern at? Because when you're applying just to NBC's marketing program or you're applying to Macy's or whatever it may be, you're also applying with 2,000 other people. But if you hit up that local brand that is, you know, 100,000 followers deep on Instagram, why don't you start there? Right. Because that's that's the accessibility. And also that's like that community engagement that I think like we need to just create that cycle. Because I can only imagine in your come up, in your development, even now, just the way that people have tried to pigeonhole you, have tried to, I mean, Caliente. That's going to be the name of That's, this episode. I, I swear. We are here with Carly, Carly Caliente. Caliente. Ay, 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 I, love that. I love that. I love um, that. You know, and so it's just like you want to be in a space where people are going to understand mm-hmm. you and they're going to get the voice and they're going to get the vision and also that they're going to celebrate what makes you you. Right. And I think that's going to happen a lot more likely if you're starting at a space where it's a little bit young, where it's a little bit smaller yeah. and then you allow it to like get bigger. 
I think if you're not taking advantage of the internet, something's very wrong, especially in your early 20s and a college student or not a college student. You know, you have so many resources available. Not just Instagram, Twitter. I love Twitter so much. I feel like I've made more connections through Twitter DM than Instagram. Interesting. Really? Yeah. I feel like everyone I know is like, I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. Yeah. What are you doing on Twitter? Yeah. What's so, happening on what's Twitter? What's happening in the Twitter but world? They're selective, right? I feel yeah. like with Instagram, it's a, a visual. Mm-hmm. It's your personal magazine. And on Twitter, you are voicing your opinions and stating facts. Mm-hmm that you want others to chime in it's like mm-hmm. talking to an imaginary friend and hoping someone replies back yeah i love that yeah mm-hmm. i love that where i don't have to think about it too much and i could just be man hashtag dem debates yeah. i don't know guys you know is this really all i have are these my only options uh-huh. and people chiming in about bernie about everyone else that was on that and feeling the need to let me know that they also didn't feel like it was a strong panel. It was a a strong discussion. Yeah. So I think that's why I enjoy Twitter. I enjoy Twitter because of that. So now you have definitely identified yourself as someone who we're going to fast forward from, you know, where you were at. But like at this present moment, you've been working with brands, you've become a consultant, you absolutely are on the pulse of what's happening in music but also i think what's happening in tech you know you are a woman who's recognized as being a latina at the forefront in this space and people come to you for that so now i guess cliff's notes version how did you make that transition from being on camera being a voice in that respect to being maybe like a little bit more behind the scenes and making moves in that way i knew that i wanted to change I wanted a seat at the table. Yeah. Because when you have a seat at the table, you're able to have a say on the direction and and strategy behind what will eventually be shared to the masses on the internet, television, radio, wherever else. I'm glad I had the on-camera experience. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I had the the show broadcasting experience because I was able to pinpoint what was wrong. The moment I knew that what was being shared about me wasn't really me, Mm -hmm. I wanted to change that for the next girl. So it sounds like a lot of responsibility, and I know, but I'm doing my part in our community to just try and represent myself to the best of my abilities in any room that I'm in. Even if I know what the fuck I'm talking about or not. Mm -hmm. It was really challenging removing myself from being on camera because I thought that that was the only way my grandmother would think I was being successful was if I was on camera on Univision or I was on camera being recorded in some shape or form. But I knew that that wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. It was just not challenging for me. Yeah. You talk about community, which is something that, you know, we talk a lot about and you're like the queen of networking. She, this girl knows everybody and (laughs) Every, yeah, you do in L.A. How yeah, 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 I mean, I know that also, you know, you, you have really close friends that are in the spotlight, yeah. but you've always kept that part of your life also very to yourself. So how do you do that? How do you manage that, that space, that world? Well, remember that I'm sure you also have, a t- both of you have a ton of relationships. We all started 
some time ago mm-hmm. where those now celebrity friends and people of power were just like us. Mm-hmm. They just have different journeys and paths. And when they weren't that, they created a trust with you, right? A friendship with you, a level of respect where that shouldn't change even when it comes to what zip code they're living in now. Right. I think that is exactly what it has allowed these relationships to blossom with me where if I need a favor, I can definitely pull that card because I've respected our friendship and relationship. And I think now with the internet, the selfie taking, Mm. the exposing personal homes, the exposing personal issues when it's nobody's business is so unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, our friends of power, our friends who do have a spotlight are also humans who wake up and look at Instagram first in the morning probably or check what's going on on Twitter and have a lot more pressures than we do. Have a lot more layers of protection where they can't be as transparent or be in a room with both of you discussing their career because they're feeding a lot of people if you think about it. You know, they now have a payroll of feeding families, you know, with their teams and that's a lot of responsibility. Mm -hmm. So I think that respect of their privacy has allowed me to keep that aligned and Mm -hmm. I don't plan on changing it I think it's it's important when you work in this business right it's hard to find homegirl like it's really hard I think the older that you you get get, older right oh my god because it's It's like we're not in college anymore and it's not we're in college like hey I want to make friends this is who I am it's it's a different experience it happened to me when I went to grad school and I started to grad school it was like I want to be friends with everybody. What's up? And everybody's like, no, I got my own friends and I got my own world and I got my job. And yeah. it's like, so I when got you time find someone that yeah. you're like, we're people, like you're going to protect that and for you're going to sure. like look after that. For sure. I saw a quote that said, there's a big difference between a homegirl and a friend. Mm. And it's so true. That is very true. It's so true. With each one of them, you have different type of boundaries and respect levels. So I think learning how to identify who is who in your life, who can you group together, mm-hmm. who can you not group together where you're not offending so them, yeah. understanding so character, understanding yeah. boundaries. I think you have to create your own ecosystem yeah. on your personal friendships in yeah. order for them to be kept the way that they are. Yeah, in order for you to be nurturing. Them. Right. Like yeah. Nurturing these relationships. Yeah. For sure. Because like you said, no one has time. And if they are giving you the time of their day, right, because we're all busy and have a lot of responsibilities, it's because they care for you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, speaking of giving time, I was reading an article and you say that you're really big on mentoring. So, you know, did you have a mentor when you were younger? Was that something that you recognized? Like, how do you find the women that you mentor and work with? I... It was really hard finding a Latina mentor, Mm -hmm. a woman of color to mentor me because in the broadcasting world I was in, it was mostly Caucasian women and men that were my leaders. I was able to find a mentor with the director of programming at the radio station that I worked with, but she was also Caucasian where there was a big disconnect of can I like do you understand me or you know and she did she took the time to understand my culture she was going to inner cities and 
and doing her part of knowing who we are, what we are, what we need. She wasn't just like a mentor, you know, mm-hmm. like she really earned that title of understanding what mentorship was. Got very lucky to have her as a mentor after I saw the limitation on women like us taking the time to mentor because let's be honest we're on survival mode all the time right let's be honest right so i understood why there was a limit on women of color mentoring one it's not something that we're told to do growing up because we have cousins we have siblings we have fake aunts yeah and there are other cousins that need mentoring totally right right. so the one thing i would always say is if i didn't make time to go and mentor at a center i made time to check in with my sister and my cousins because that was also a form of mentoring in some shape or form totally so i'm very grateful to have had that mentor in my life because she did open a ton of doors for me and not career-wise literally like okay what was your lesson? Mm. And when you're asked that question, after crying for 30 minutes to that person, your mentor about yeah. how it, everything is their fault, nothing's yours. Yeah. And then you're asked that question, what was your lesson? Oof. You then realize that, oh, yeah, I need to change that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not all their fault. Yeah. I'm also at fault. That was the lesson. That's crazy because I recently, a friend shared, uh, I think it was a quote from Michelle Obama talking about mentorship and the importance of it and how she benefited from it. And she shared like, you need to have someone that's ahead of you, you know, like pulling you along and bringing you along. And oh, like the three types of girlfriends. The three types of girlfriends, mm-hmm. you know, like, and she's, you know, ahead of and like bringing you to the table and opening the doors for you. And then you have another one that's like by your side that knows the grind, that knows the hustle, that knows the struggle. And then you have someone else that you help and that you open the door for. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so powerful because I would hear these awful, I don't know about you guys, but I would hear these awful stories uh, about women being, you know, catty and women, there was only a space for one girl at the table. I would experience it. And how many times have we experienced it? And we're like, yeah, woman power. And we're here to like help each other out. But how many times has that not been the experience? Right, right. Too often. Too too often. often. Especially in our community, guys. I know. But let me tell you, I think I, where was I? I went to an event recently that felt like we're understanding our power. Mm. And the cattiness is slowly going away. The competitiveness that's naturally in our DNA is slowly being simmered down. Mm -hmm. And we're understanding the power behind us and who we are and what our culture capital is right now in society. Mm. So... I think we're making change. Dude, what a force we will be. Yeah. Because we already are. If we just like, if we just, yes, absolutely. If we just removed everything that makes us feel like we're in competition. Yeah. So we're talking about mentorship. So I have Yesenia in the room. And Yesenia has been an intern of mine for the past close to a year and a half. This girl, I put an Instagram story. Need an intern. I'm... One of those days where I was like, I just need help. She, I had a huge response. Shout out to everyone that I interviewed. But she stood out because she came in very timid. (laughs) But her resume spoke differently. The way that she was maneuvering already as a young college student, I was very, very impressed. And 
I don't really see my internships as internships. It's more of a mentorship program. Yeah. Meaning I have definitely had arguments with her and have asked her, what's wrong with you? Can you calm down? Because her generation is always anxious Mm. and very quick to need it all immediately and not allowing themselves to celebrate their small victories. Right. And Yesenia now through her experience and through a few connections, she just got offered a job at Apple. (gasps) Congratulations. She's going into her last year at Cal State Long Beach as a senior and she's going to start working at Apple for the Apple music side. So So I think the, the mentorship part, you can make it whatever you want it to become. It doesn't have to be one of the three characters that Michelle Obama described. It becomes what your time allows you to give back. If it means one of the things I like with my mentor is that we set up FaceTime dates. We can't see each other, but we have FaceTime dates and we have coffee together. And it's been probably my saving grace Mm. on crazy weeks. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that alone like is so helpful. But I just wanted to shout out Yesenia for all her Get it, Yesenia. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. She's a good one. That's amazing. That's really awesome. Mentorship's important. It really is. Because I think also we're in a space where, I don't know if it's a social media thing or whatever, but I think that people want to feel like they're doing the most, right? And so it's like, I got to do the most. So you're going to see me and I'm going to be helping 200,000 children (laughs) versus it being like just one person, right? sometimes it's just like narrow down your focus a little bit right because it only just takes one person that you impact at a time it doesn't have to be do the most take a selfie never hear from them again and the best type of charity is a silent kind yes where you're actually enjoying going to build a home you're enjoying giving back to the community you're enjoying that moment and that that reward yes. for yourself absolutely, and not for others because that's the point. Not absolutely. for the group. The oversharing part really defeats the purpose because it's so uncomfortable to see people taking selfies at an after school program oh my gosh. when the kid's literally staring at the person like help me with my homework. <laughs> yeah. I just need you to help me. You know, I think Jesus that, said it yeah. too. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I think that's what... Jesus saw Instagram coming. He knew it was coming. He he knew. He knew. He was, he 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 had that foresight. (laughs) Um, So what are you working on now? So I just left my job and I'm focused on my business. Yes. It's No Alias. Mm -hmm. That's the name of our company. K-N-O-W. Yes. For those of you who want to look it up. Yes. No Alias. And we do talent management. So we are currently managing an artist. We just got him signed to a really cool distribution company and he's releasing his first single. And then we're doing brand development along with tour management. So it's both my fiance and myself. I'm scared as fuck, Mm. but I've missed this grind. And I feel like I'm more informed now than I was three years ago on on pitching what I could offer. Yeah. Mm. You know, now I know my value in the room, my value in a strategy and a business plan where I know that whoever I pitch it to complements what I know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And do you also find you're like, I don't know, but I'm gonna get right back to you and I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah. 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 
I am a that's, lot of okay, that. Though. And that's, a, but that's it's fine. okay it's because okay. you get to the top or you get to higher places and you realize they don't they, know. No. Right. It's right. like the biggest scam. Nobody knows. Nobody, nobody knows. knows. And we're just all afraid and we're not applying to things and we're, and we're not, not initiating conversations and we're not writing or pitching or whatever because it's like, but I don't know it all. But guess yeah. what, y'all? Nobody, nobody does. does. True. Just Jesus who knew Instagram was coming. Only Jesus. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Only Jesus. And how do you self-care now that you're in this grind? Now you are in it. What self-care look like to you? Yeah, what's Carly time? Carly Caliente um, Carly time. Carly Caliente time. Carly Caliente time. My <laughs> type of self-care. On Fridays, I delete all my social media accounts, like my apps. And really? then I like re-upload them on Monday morning. Okay. Interesting. You- I disconnect with everything. Even Twitter? Yeah. I disconnect with everything like at 5 p.m. on a Friday. And I know it sounds crazy to like re-upload it on a Monday. Or I'll hide them. Mm-hmm. I consider that a piece of self-care because so much time is invested into those things. I'm reading a lot more. Mm-hmm. Any good books? Any recs? <sighs> Any good book recommendations? Let me get back to you on that <laughs> one because there's a few. What's the one that Derek, Derek gave it to me? Damn good advice for people with talent. Mm. Yeah, so Sounds like a good one. The artist that we represent, Yesenia gave him a book for his birthday and he keeps raving about it. So I started that one and so far so good. It's a quick read. Nice. Easy a, read. Yeah, yeah. I love listening to your podcast. Oh, okay. yeah. I think listening to podcasts is, you know, when you're driving in the car and you're mm. just kind of in your thoughts and there's no music playing. But now there's a podcast playing and you feel like you're listening to someone's conversation. Yeah, like you're and part you're of a conversation. And yeah. you're part of, so- yeah, and then you chime in through social media. I think that's really special. I love podcasts. I think that's something I enjoy doing on a Sunday, listening mm-hmm. to podcasts at home. There's so many little things that I do for self-care. Good. Yeah. That's important. Mm-hmm. I love spending time alone. Mm. I'm a cancer so we're crabs we're crabs we like I our recently own time discovered that about myself guys it's weird because i'm mostly an extrovert but then i would kind of describe myself as like i was like i'm an extrovert but i have introverted tendencies and i just oh, realized it's like now nah, you just like to like be alone yeah you, I, yeah you i like my own company yeah yeah i like my own company Unless it's like dark, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like unless it's like till seven thirty p.m. Yeah. I like my own company. <laughs> unless it gets too intense, we're like, okay, I really need to socialize. I need to oh, do yeah, something. Yeah, 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 like yeah. it's too much in my thoughts. I do enjoy being alone. It's, I think it's important too to just be with yourself here mm. and there. I mean, sometimes we're so a lot of people are just so afraid of like, no, 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 I don't want to be alone. I don't want to live yeah. alone. Yeah. Just having that space to just be with yourself, sit with yourself, eat with yourself. And it happens to me way too often. I'm just like, I do not. I just need like an hour, even if it's an hour for, at work to just be in a room and just not talk mm-hmm. to anybody. So, I, And no one cares if you don't go to the party. No. Yes, that's great. That's a that's another that good is one. So true. That's been hard to, for me recently, but it's it's so important. It's not going to stop with or without you. You know, it's still going to go on. And it's going to kind of be the same as the last one. And it's going to be the same as the last (laughs) one. And there's many more to come. There are. You know. There are. That's a good one. That's a good one to to end with. I know. Yeah. That is. Carly, thank you so much. Thank you, Carly. We can't wait to see where you and No Alias go and what's next and coming. And just thank you for commitment to community. I think that 
that is so needed and having more women who are just like I don't care who gets it I just want one of us to get it yeah you know in those roles I think that's really important definitely and so we appreciate you yes we appreciate you we love you we see what you're doing and we're rooting for you I see what you guys are doing and I think it's very special so thank you girls for having me thanks Aww, babe. thanks So I'm starting to think we just do this show very selfishly so that we can just talk to dope people. And I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally cool with it. I mean, I'm totally cool with it. because we all know that Carly is very busy. So it's like, if the only way I'm going to get to hang out and chat with you is by having you on the show, then Shorty, come Works through. Works for me. <laughs> Works for me. Come I, through. I was so glad to have her just because she has like a, a very interesting take on everything that happens. I mean, we talk about entertainment and media and both of us work in media and music entertainment and it's just like a different take on like a different journey yeah you know like completely different and i love that she's just extremely connected like knows so much and she's one of those people we talk a lot about like the connectors i think she does an amazing job connecting and i love the fact that she's so committed to mentorship yeah and that that's such a part of Essentially, like, she's embedded that into, like, her spirit and into her brands. Mm-hmm. Like, this is always going to be something that I, right, right. that I, these women that I'm going to uplift and make sure that I put on because it's difficult out here. And without any sort of sure. guidance or mentorship, it could be even more challenging. So I give her so many props for, for that. Sure. I'm really excited for her starting her new business and just venturing out after all of the talent and everything that she's learned. And being able to own her own stake in something. There's nothing quite like that. So I think this is going to be like a really awesome time for her. So if y'all don't already follow Carly online, you need to do it. You need to show her mad support. She's absolutely someone who, you know, I think we're just going to only see like rise. For sure. Amazing. And yeah, you're right about having her intern and helping her intern. Like we talk a lot about being that kind of leader and that kind of woman. And then when you really meet these women that are about it, you're like, damn, man, yes, it's happening. And we can also be part of that collective that's helping others and, you know, lending a hand. Most definitely. Most definitely. So just sending a big shout out and a lot of love to Carly. Thank you again so much for taking the time and stopping by Le Podcast. And (laughs) to all of you, we thank you so much for listening, for sharing your time and your space and your energy with us. We appreciate it so, 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 so much. And we are sending you mad love. And we hope that if you haven't caught up on our most recent episodes, they're so good. So just like this one, dig into it. We have some toxic relationship talk. We have some sex talk. We've got some poetry owning your voice talk. We've got so much dope stuff that's happened over the past few months that if you haven't checked it out, y'all missing out. Our latest episodes are fuego. Like, no, I've been listening to them again. Just yeah. being like, let me catch up again with Mariana. Let yes. me let me listen to Kim one more time and her one beautiful poetry. Like Just one more time. And we've been receiving so much love about these episodes. And seriously, thank you guys so much for dropping those comments, dropping your suggestions. If there's anybody that you think that maybe we should tap into and knock and be like, hey, mm-hmm. like come through the podcast, please let us know. Yes, yes. We love the recommendations. I love to hear when people say, hey, you should definitely have this person on the podcast and then I start digging through their stuff and I'm like oh my gosh she is so dope so definitely drop those recommendations drop us what you think of these episodes it really helps us out on iTunes on Spotify to be highlighted and yeah let us know you know leave us some love on all our social media yes absolutely you can follow us at Wait Holds Up Pod and of course we love your emails and if you review us on iTunes 
That's like the icing on the cake. Yes. So please, please do. Much love to you all. Until next time. Bye. bye.